You're listening to The Big Show on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Yeah, happy Monday, Calgary. Welcome to Hour 4 of The Big Show here, live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios, wet basement. We have a lasting solution to keep your basement dry. If you experience any water in your basement, contact Basement Systems. They're all things basementy. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. I'm GVP, hanging out with you for the final hour. George Russick, Matty Rose, Patrick Dumas, all signing off for the day. A reminder, if you missed any of our discussions from today, you can find them on our podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere else you may stream full episodes of the program. Uh, right now, we go down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline to speak to the host of the Hitman Hockey Hour right here on Sportsnet 960, the fan, my buddy, Azam Nanji. Azam, what's going on, man? Thanks for taking some time, pal. No, no problem at all. Glad to be on. Uh, it's a beautiful Monday morning. Sun is shining. Still no snow on the ground, so can't really complain. Yeah, I can't complain about that. I, I'm not the biggest snow guy. Tomorrow's going to be up in like 10 degrees, which is going to be nuts here in Calgary. But uh, let's get down to business here, Azam, and uh, let's talk some Hitmen. And uh, yesterday was the teddy bear toss for the Calgary Hitmen. Probably one of the, the biggest games of the year for that club. How, how was that experience? Uh, it was great. It was, my, it was my second time being there uh, under the Sportsnet 960 banner. And they did great with the event. I had a conversation with the business manager, uh, Amy Bogturner, yesterday. And, you know, this is a big event for them. They have about over 100 uh, volunteers that come and help sort out the bears and kind of get the numbers sorted. Uh, the total this year was 21,233 bears, uh, just short of the goal that they wanted of 29,000. But the guys were there in the morning today and got the bears sorted and the organizations that requested them were picked them up from the dome. Yeah, yeah. How, how is the atmosphere down at the Dome? I saw some uh, videos and photos on social media and whatnot. I also love the Hitman, uh, the Hitman Christmas-themed jerseys for that event as well. What was kind of paint a picture of the scene that was uh, going on yesterday at the Dome? The Dome was electric, especially with all the chances to start off for the team. You can hear how loud it was in that building, and you can't not love those jerseys. They're probably my favorite Hitman jerseys of all, of all time, other than the Brett Hart, Hitman Hart yeah. one, they're great with the snow-capped numbers, and you can just feel the atmosphere, the anticipation for that first goal to be scored, and the Bears just come, and everyone just has so much fun. Uh, the fans enjoy that, and they were still getting more and more Bears being sold each, uh, each time there was a chance in the first period. Uh, you brought it up there, the first goal. How about London Hoylett? He gets the first goal in the Teddy Bear Toss for the second year in a row. That's a pretty cool story, eh? Oh, 100% for London. It's also his first of the season. He was kind of snake-bitten this year. Uh, had lots of chances, just couldn't bury one. But for a guy of London's stature, he goes hard to the net, and that's a typical goal for him. He definitely plays a hard-hitting game. And um, I talked to him earlier. He wanted to have another individual kind of player share that experience, understand how great it feels to score. But eventually he puts it in and uh, he doesn't want to do a three-peat, but if he gets an opportunity, he won't stop him from doing it. Uh, let's get into yesterday's game as well. Uh, Hitman on the wrong side of things. They fall to the Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, what were your, some, of, some of your biggest takeaways from yesterday's contest? Yesterday, I think the Hitman played a decent game. They just didn't capitalize on their opportunities especially in that second period. Uh, Hitman limited the Raiders to one shot on goal to about the 13-minute mark of the uh, of the second period, really hemmed them in their own zone. 
And unfortunately, the Raiders capitalized on their chances. Some power plays that were given uh, definitely was not on the favor of the hitman. I believe there were a few calls were missed by the officials. But again, officials still are human and they make mistakes as well. But the hitman weren't able to capitalize on their opportunities and fell to the Raiders. But uh, as Steve Hamilton uh, said last night after the game, they were flat. He didn't mind their game. He enjoyed their work ethic, but unfortunately they have to capitalize on their chances and they didn't do that. And they have a quick turnaround as they play Swift Current at home on Wednesday. So it's a nice quick turnaround for them as well. Yeah, very similar to the big club, I guess, in that sense where uh, you got to make do on the opportunities that you give and got to get off to a better start. Uh, For the Hitmen this entire season, they're off to an 11-12-3 start throughout 26 games into the year. What have you made of their start so far as a whole? I know that they're a young team with 10 rookies on the roster, but what are your thoughts on the general direction of the team right now? The Hitmen started off the season 2-7, and seven, obviously with you know players, important players still at the NHL camps, and uh, the team obviously with all the rookies still getting used to being in the, in the WHL, but since then they've really turned up. They haven't been able to cross that 500 mark. They've gotten close but they're still going to work at it. Uh, obviously, their goals are still playoffs with this young team, but it shows a lot of their youth and development, and that's the goal for this team this year, was to show off what they have in the youth system. And I think that's been a great thing for this team, and especially with even the overagers. Uh, Sean Chagall coming back from the LA Kings camp wasn't uh, supposed to play on the wing. He was supposed to be a center, but due to the impact of the you know, I think of the two biggest centermen on this piece in Sawyer Mays and in Chase Valens have allowed Sean Chagall to be able to move back to the wing. And it's kind of solidified his role, which has allowed him to be more consistent and as well as show on the scoreboard as well. Uh, do you believe this Hitman team can be a playoff team? Like I mentioned, they've kind of been hanging around this 500 uh, you know, record right now. Do you think they, they can really make up some ground and catch the Wheat Kings for that final playoff spot? I think they can definitely have that aspiration to reach the playoffs this year. They've had solid goaltending from time to time, both Alex Garrett and Ethan Bonaventura. They've had timely scoring. Uh, They've got a great defensive core led by Cardam Yakimchuk, who leads the WHL in goals by defensemen and in shots by defensemen coming into last night's game. He led the WHL by defensemen with 111 shots and 12 goals. So when you have an offensive player like that who can help lead your team, it's great. And then including the overagers and the captain, uh, Tyson Galloway, alongside Tyson Greenway and Tron Chagall, the leadership team really allows the young players to show how the how to act in the WHL, how to play in the WHL. And Ben Kindle, who is their rookie, a 16-year-old, is tied for fourth in rookie scoring, only one assist behind the phenom of the WHL this year, Gavin McKenna of the Medicine Hat Tigers. And then you also look at the back end, a 16-year-old in Reese Hamilton. He's currently injured, but they miss him on the back end, especially on that second unit power play. He's a great quarterback for that team, especially on that second unit. It really kind of solidifies what this team can be and how this team will be in the future. I'm in conversation with Azam Nanji, the host of the Hitman Hockey Hour right here on Sportsnet 960, the fan hour four of the big show. Uh, Azam, got to ask you about uh, got to ask you about Carter Yakumchuk. He's been 
ranked in the mid to high first round of the NHL draft. Just explain what you think kind of separates him from the other blue liners in the draft. Well, the biggest thing is obviously he's a right shot, which there are not many good right shot defensemen in the NHL. And the other thing is that he's a tall, big defenseman that can skate very well. We've seen him skate from end to end multiple times very easily. He's able to make plays that allow his teammates to be open. I think of the goal, uh, the assist he had last night, makes a beautiful play at the blue line, allows some space for the Raiders to get worried and kind of attack him, leaving Oliver Tulk wide open with his shot. And that made it, uh, uh, you know, a three-goal game again. But it just shows what Carter Yakubchuk can do. He makes the smart plays uh, when he has to make, joins the rush. He makes a smart play even in the offensive zone to, you know, limit chances and to try and uh, regain an offensive chance. And I think that's a smart play for him. Sometimes he does try to go a little bit too much because he knows how offensive skilled he is. Mm-hmm. But I think that comes up with learning and as he continues to learn. But definitely an NHL club will love to have him in the upcoming draft this year. Uh, you mentioned it off the top there that you've been around this team for uh, going up on two years right now, doing a great job covering us, uh, covering them for us right here on 960. But another one on Yakumchuk. How do you think his game has evolved in your mind now that you've had the chance to, to see him up close over the last couple of years? Uh, basically, he plays it very simple hockey. He doesn't overthink it. He plays to his strengths. And, you know, he plays with a lot of emotion, especially in recent months where he wants to win. He knows what it takes to win, and he sees himself as a leader on the team. He's a man of very few words. He doesn't like uh, to speak out as much or have a big, long speech, but he'll say it the way it needs to be said, and that's the difference this year. He kind of has allowed himself to be one of those leaders in the locker room. Uh, a couple more with you here, Azam. Uh, you mentioned Tyson Galloway. He's named captain this year in September. Have you seen his game change at all since the C was slapped on him this, uh, this fall? Uh, for him, Tyson Galloway has always been the leader on this team, being part of the leadership uh, of the team last season, wearing an alternate captain uh, under Riley Fiddler-Schultz. But he has really learned a lot from, you know, the probably one of the best captains in the Hitman franchise in Riley Fiddler-Schultz and really has accepted his role as taking the younger players under his wing. I think even you look at the rookies and Alexi Chichkin or Reese Hamilton or Y. Pizarchuk, just taking them aside, being that leadership role, telling them, hey, this is what was wrong, this is what you did well. And I think that connection and kind of helping pave the pathway for the future of this Calgary Edmund, he's really settled into that role. And it's not just on him, it's also with his counterparts as well, but also those guys that don't wear an A. Yeah. There was a lot of guys who did wear an A last season, like Graydon Seaman that got traded uh, earlier in the year, didn't affect the team because of how close this group has become just by the leadership bringing everyone together and show and that's all led by Tyson Galloway yeah definitely having a solid leadership group is definitely key when it comes to junior hockey I feel like some people forget that these guys are still just kids and sometimes it's even the first time that they've moved away from home and kind of adjusting to playing hockey day in and day out as kind of their life but uh tell me about some of the other 20 year olds on the team the guys who are in their last year hoping to move on to pro hockey if possible yeah, so we'll start with the newest uh, 20-year-old in Tyson Greenway. He was brought in from um, 
the Tri-City Americans when Parker Bell of the Calgary Flames was actually sent back down to the WHL, and he's fit in right away with this team. The mentality he has uh, really fits with the identity of this team, not giving up, doesn't matter how bad you are in games, just kind of working hard each and every single shift. And we saw that last night again, two big block shots that he, you know, put his body on the line for, went down the tunnel, returned. But even after the game, he was getting some work done on that uh, body there. And it's really shown his leadership as well. And the other one is Sean Chagall. He came in this season with a chip on his shoulder, was a pick of the Anaheim Ducks, but wasn't signed. So his rights were available to anyone. He went to LA Kings camp over the summer uh, and into the main camp. And I thought he had a great showing at the Kings camp this year. Was a little surprised that he's not come out with the pro contract, but he took it like a real professional understood that he has to elevate his game and probably would see probably out of the three uh, that Sean Chagall would be the guy who would get the uh, next pro contract similar to Riley Phyllis Schultz, how he went out uh, to Rochester and signed with the Americans on an AHL deal. Um, obviously with the Hitman, a lot of the coverage kind of centers around Yakubchuk because he is a highly touted prospect or even some of the 20 year olds on this team, like you just mentioned, just because they've been around the city a lot longer and they're more than likely going to move on to pro hockey if possible or the next level. But on the flip side of things, have there been any, any rookies or sophomore or younger players that, that have kind of caught your eye this year that you know we should be keeping an eye on? Definitely. Uh, Reese Hamilton would be the guy to keep your eye on, and so is Ben Kindle. But we'll start with Reese first. Uh, well, obviously went with Canada for the U-17 World Challenge. Coming in as a 16-year-old, playing alongside Cardiac and Chuck, uh, really solidified himself in that top four role this season, especially on that second power play and quarterbacking that. And they really missed him, which is very, very rare to see that you miss a 16-year-old as a defenseman uh, with your team. He's still out with a lower body injury. It's considered indefinitely about month to month, but they are optimistic that he is on the right path back. But filling in for those guys has been uh, really tough for, you know, a lot of players, and especially you can feel it on, you know, the second power play, and like I mentioned earlier. He's able to move the puck and retrieve pucks very well and actually filter it through, which is something I think he's learned very well from Cardi Yakinchuk, is getting the pucks through to the net without having it hit any bodies or allowing for a scoring chance to happen. So hopefully he's able to get back soon. And then the other one is Ben Kindle. He solidified himself on the top line with Sean Chagall and Oliver Tulk, a guy who's come in to this season, uh, shown that he can play at any level, uh, necessarily going up against these 19, 20-year-old wingers at the top lines of the other teams. And it shows that, you know, it doesn't matter what your age is, you can play. And there's so many other names I can men- mention. Uh, like I said earlier, Chase Valiant, um, Sawyer Mays, just really showing Carson Wetch coming in for his second season. Keats Fawcett, who has now emerged as another player as a 17-year-old, and it just shows how well this Hitman team has drafted and how they develop their players. The average age of this team is 17 and a half years for a wow. league that goes from 16 to 20-year-olds. Their average age is 17 and a half, and it is a team that continues to work hard, and it continues to show that you know they hate losing. And it doesn't matter whether they're down by two goals, down by three goals, they're still going to give you a fight. And I go back to that game on Friday against the Tigers. 
They go down 2 nothing, 95 seconds into that game, but they claw their way back and win out 7-3. Uh, last one for you, Azam. Uh, tell me about the, the Hitman's upcoming schedule here. Any games where we can see them get back into the win column? Just a quick preview on the challenge ahead here. Well, this big stretch before the uh, final thing has been uh, 10 in 20 games. So it's a massive uh, haul before the Christmas break. Uh, coming into this one, I'd probably say Sis Current on Wednesday is an excellent game to come to. It's a, mid, it's a midday evening game. So you're going to battle the Sif Current where they've had great uh, opportunities to play against each other. The other one is the Medicine Hat Tigers, the number one team uh, in the Eastern Division uh, that the Hitmen play out of, a team that probably will look for some revenge after getting pummeled by the Calgary Hitmen. You also get to see the potential first-round pick in 2027 in Gavin McKenna, the cousin of Connor Bedard. Uh, he's a guy as well. And then obviously you can't go wrong with the Red Deer Rebels uh, on Wednesday, December the 13th, with the first-round matchup that they had last year, how hard-hitting, how much rivalry and how much bad blood there is between the two teams, especially the way it ended in overtime of Game 5. So lots of big schedules coming up for the Calgary Hitmen, very tough opponents. I would say if the Hitmen can come out on top with above 500 on this uh, remaining schedule, it's going to be uh, a very easy schedule for them. Azam Nanji is the host of the Hitman Hockey Hour right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Azam, thanks for taking some time today, my man, and uh, we'll talk soon. Appreciate the time, GVP. Anytime for you. Thanks, buddy. There he goes. There's Azam Nanji, the host of the Hitman Hockey Hour right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. And, of course, he joins us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh,